is it. This is episode 318. No 318. Laugh. 318, no laugh track podcast. Sean Patton is here. 318, Sean. That's a good number, man. Yeah. So I, so because I, I feel like, how many times have I done this now? Three, four? It's uh, this might be it's four or five. Uh, this might be five, five, four, five, four. It always, four. it always, you, they all just blend together in the times mm-hmm. of pure happiness. Oh, you know, the first time we did one, uh, my new girlfriend, if you remember, came and sat here and watched us record. And I, now I do remember. Now she's been my wife for three years. Mm. Holy smokes, love. So I blame, no. You, I, you get I mean, on. <laughs> I, look, I vocally serenade people. Damn right. Sometimes, and they get married to people without thinking about it. In, I would love it if that was actually something that happened during my during my sets. Incidental that, love connection? Yeah, like, but false. F- false? Yeah, like people are always going to get divorced, but they fall. Or maybe not now. That would be like a new age Cupid. You know, like, oh, you fall in love during my comedy, but you got to pay to see it. They show up separated. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. leave and go home together. And they, 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 they show up separated and they, they leave the building pregnant. They don't know it yet, <laughs> but, con- but, it, but conception has happened. Right. Yeah, that's what I like. That's what I like. <laughs> I love that. Well, uh, welcome back. Thank you for having me, as always. I, um, to the listeners, I was late today because... I had to get up early and do radio, hmm. and then last night's show was a good one, and people wanted to buy shots. Ah, one of those. One of those, and then I ended up watching an Allman Brothers cover band around oh. the corner. Okay. Which which was interesting, because they didn't, there were no vocals. They were just, they covered every song. Yeah, jamming. Jamming, but it was like... The perfect just, here we are, slamming more whiskey. You realize? Did you have some pot to go along with that? That's all my brothers. I yeah, friends. I know. I know. I'm not, I'm not really a weed guy, even though I love everything about marijuana except being high on it because it leads to just nonstop anxiety okay. for me. It's unfortunate. It's yeah. like my, I think I smoked so much weed as growing up and fucked around and my life. I was just such a, and I don't think it was because of the pot. I think it was just because of me on the weed yeah and i think like my brain developed this defense mechanism which is just give me anxiety anytime i get high on it sure it's like don't but i love anything about weed but yeah it was just kind of it's also the perfect drunk like music too because it's oh, just sure a guy on it's kind of bot- i tell you what if you did not need a guitar to uh do guitar solos i would be the, the fucking dickie bets <laughs> of mouth guitar solos <laughs> You know who that is? I do. Dickie Betts? Uh-huh. Did you know that, by the way, listeners, he's the guitarist, the lead guitarist of the Allman Brothers, mm-hmm. the real, did you know he, and this might be bullshit, but I don't think it is, I've heard it enough times, um, he could not read sheet music. Okay. Like, he didn't know the notes he was playing. He could oh. just play. I think that happens, I think that's more common than we know. That's pretty awesome. Rock, rock stars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I would want to, yeah, like I would... If I were a good musician, I would try and forget all musical knowledge and be like, I can just do this, man. I can just, I can, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm faking this whole thing now. So you had a late night last night, late up night. early to do radio. Up early to do Squeeze radio. Squeeze a little nap in. Squeeze uh, too long of a nap in, obviously. And now here I am. <laughs> and here okay. we are. Sure. When uh, we were setting this up to, uh, I was talking, last week when I was here rec- after uh, recording with Ian Bag, it was like, all right, Ian. next week Sean yeah. Patton's here. Yeah. And Derek suggested maybe we should do it. Uh, Tuesday, because Sean's going to be here starting Monday. Did you come in town Monday? I did. I came in. A, I came in a night early just because I wanted to witness the open mic. Okay. And I was also in Wisconsin, so I wasn't far. Yeah. 
And I was I was like, I'm not going to go. I was doing a club there, comedy on state, and I wasn't going to, like, fly back to New York. Right. And then, so I was like, I'm just going to chill a few days in the Midwest. But, yeah, I came in early because I just, you know, it's my ninth time doing this club. And I, everyone always talks about how just fun of a open mic experience it is and how it's packed and everyone's yeah. hanging out. And I just wanted to see it. I was like, all right, well, I'll just come down tonight early. And did it live up? Yeah, it was crazy. It was just like every seat. And they were like, oh, this is this is a kind of a light night for the open mic. I was like, what, how? Oh, wow. Are people standing in the aisles usually? And it was fun. Nick Swartzen was in town for whatever. Did he stop in here? For Nick Swartzen like reasons, yeah. And he stopped in um, and, you know, did a set. It was, it was a fucking good night, man. I've, I've seen on social media he's been in town recently. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you live in L.A. Uh, and you're in the entertainment industry, the, after Thanksgiving, the city pretty much shuts down slowly. Okay. It's 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 kind of annoying. It's like the one real big frustrating thing about L.A. is like the closer you get to the holidays, the less there is going on. Because? Just because that's that, that whole— Everybody goes home because they're not from there? That, that, and also like the entertainment industry, they like to take real goddamn long breaks. Okay. You know, and they, seriously, like if you're out there trying to sell a TV show or or anything like that, know that if you haven't done it by Thanksgiving, the week before Thanksgiving, just take a break till the following year, till January, because there nothing's gonna fucking get done after the. If, if it, it, so, a guy like Schwartz who's from here, I would also leave if I lived in LA. I would also. Leave. That's what I love about New York. Shit just ramps up. You know, the, the holidays just get crazier. Oh, there's, okay. There's more shows because there's more tourists in town sure, wanting sure. to go to the shows. So the clubs book more spots and you can perform more during the holidays in New York. So I, I imagine that's why he's here because he's like, well, I'm not going to – everything's shutting down. Sure. So fuck it. I'll go home and, and be a Minnesotan. <laughs> why are you back home in, in New York, the New York home? I don't, man. I don't. That's weird. I'm not going back. I, I, I go back Sunday for a few days and then I'm back on the road and then I'm in – Louisiana for with my fam with the family in New Orleans and then I mean I just li- I, I was I was thinking about that today which led to what we were talking about earlier I for the past I don't know man it's been years now and I've just been on the road for forty five to sixty percent of the year every year yeah and it's like it's a lot and people and I'm I I don't tour as much as some people. I know fucking guys who are doing like 40 hours or 40 plus weeks a year. And I'm like, yeah. that must be insane. Yeah. Like, do you even remember your name? Who are you? You know, because your, your identity shifts with every city. You know sure. what I mean? Like, you change a little bit depending on where you are. Like, here, I know you all. So I'm very, and I love the city. So I'm like jovial and happy and great to be here. But then, you know, you catch me during a week in like, you know, fucking Orlando or something. And I'm a little more reserved and alone. And kind of crazy, you know, because you're just, I don't know anybody. And every year I go to that club, it's a different staff. And you're just, and it's not the, you know, if you don't, if you, Orlando's fine, but you know what I mean. It's just not the most, it's just an example. But some cities are just not cool, mm-hmm. like this place. So it's I just, just booked a family vacation to Orlando. They have a comedy World? club there? Yeah. The improv. Oh, okay. And it's not bad. It's not a bad one. It's one of the better improvs. Okay. A lot of the improvs are garbage shitholes. And I can say that right now because they, I don't give a fuck if someone hears this and goes, you don't want that getting out. The improv tried to play hardball with me like a bunch of children. So fuck the improv. Okay. There you go. <laughs> right. Like children. They right. got childish about something. And it was like, that is some bullshit. I don't. 
want to work with you. I want to talk about uh, where you've been uh, performing in the last year. And start off with, yeah. uh, this isn't one of the... Um, more exotic places, but I know you worked in Denver in November. Denver is fantastic. The reason I know that is yeah. because uh, we I worked a ton in October between my uh, day job, evening, and here right. and everywhere. I worked a ton, so I wanted to book a vacation. Yeah, just a weekend getaway. Thought about going to Denver and looked at some things going on. Yeah. The only thing going on Me? was you that weekend. <laughs> the only thing, dude. That well, that's a fantastic club, the Denver Comedy Works. Comedy Works, yeah, fantastic club. And I would yeah. have hit you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a fantastic club. Um, and uh, that Denver's great. Denver's great. Have you ever been? Yeah, we went a year ago to a Broncos game. Oh, yeah. Denver's, time of my life. Denver's an awesome city. Yeah. I mean, if, if you, I mean, unless you are really into breathing oxygen. <laughs> unless you are like. It never hit me. Really? It didn't affect oh, me. Oh, it hits me every time. Yeah, my wife too. Oh, God. But I, but you go, but that's the thing. It's such a fun place that you kind of don't notice it. You're yeah. like, it's fine. I'll just be short, short of breath. Uh-huh. The next couple of days, we 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 didn't end up going because uh, I was like, you know what? It's Denver. It's not going to be as warm as the last time we went, and I want to do a lot of walking. Oh yeah, it let's, was fine. Let's dude. pass this. That, no, Denver's Denver. Yeah, that club's great. That club's awesome, and it was a fun. It's it's such a, it's it's a city. But you see, you already live in one of these cool cities. Like I always think about cities I would want to live in outside of New York City, yeah, or L.A., where it's just getting more and more crowded and more and more expensive, <laughs> and like. You know, the comedy scenes are just rupturing because there's so many comedians there. And you start to think, like, well, what else is out there? And Denver's, like, top of my list of, like, different cities to move okay. to. Yeah, because it's got a great club. It's got a great scene. And it's also just a chill, both literally weather, <laughs> but also, like, it's kind of great living in a place where there's, like, not, like, legalized marijuana. Because mm-hmm. you notice the overall... Sort of mindset of the pe- like it's a relaxed place. Mm-hmm. I noticed. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. people are chill. That's why I love. That's what I love about marijuana. The effect it has on other people. Yeah. Everyone's a little more laid back and willing to converse about subversive ideas. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like yep. you know, even cops. <laughs> you know, and I know, and, and that's the thing. Like it's not. They can also get high. Yeah. It's not because it's not a controlled substance anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, like, cops can also get high when they're not on duty. And it, but it has that effect where your know, cops are a little more laid back, man. We just elected a governor in Minnesota that's pro legalization. Good because so. this this place is pro. I mean, you're talking about a city here, which I love this city, but you're talking about also a state that's a tundra six months out of the year. Yeah. So why not let people just get rip roar and baked? Yeah, legally. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. think about weed delivery services in Minnesota <laughs> from like from November to April. Will Amazon <laughs> get in on that? That's all I wanted. Oh uh, God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. So we ended up uh, instead of going to Denver that weekend, mm. I chose um, Las Vegas, which is has nothing in common. What? No, that is the most <laughs> ridiculous. What? I knew that would be your reaction. What? I know. I know. That is serious, like being like, you know, I was, I wanted a good craft beer, mm-hmm. IPA maybe, or even an APA, but, you know, I decided to go with a, a fucking 16 shots of Jaeger bomb. <laughs> 16 Jaeger bombs in a row. I had to do them all. Yeah. I decided, oh, dude, yeah. Vegas. Now, wait, when was this? Uh, well, the weekend you were in, de- uh, oh, okay. first weekend of November, the first weekend of November, something like that. Next time you go, if you go back, Vegas is whatever. There is a 
uh, there, there is a comedy cellar in Vegas now. Yeah. At the Rio. Yeah. Did you go? Did not go. Oh, okay, because I'm I'm there in January. Oh but no kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I've been and I've been before. It's a good. It's actually a really good time. Okay. No, I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to hitting that place up. But, we did. Uh, I've said this on the podcast already in the last month, but George Wallace is the nightly show at the hotel I was staying at. So we saw George what? Wallace. Yeah. Legendary George Wallace. So we did see comedy. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah that's that guy's great. Yeah. Damn. Oh, so he's like the in. That's such a strange thing about Vegas, where they still do that. Like, you want to be the comic in residence for yeah. four months? Uh huh. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's ooh. the guy. That's so crazy, man. They're calling him the new Mister Vegas. George Wallace. Yes. That's actually a good sign that mm-hmm. it's like an actually funny comedian that isn't like famous for other nonsense. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he, I, like I mean, what is he even? It seems like your average. Middle America person wouldn't even know who George Wallace really is. Yeah, I was. My wife didn't know who yeah. he was. He's like I can't, I can't even think of like what I know him from other than stand up. Than stand up, right? Yeah, isn't that great? That is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now he's the guy. All right, way to go, Vegas. I take that back. You're only about twelve Jaeger bombs now. <laughs> I'm gonna decrease the level of Jaeger bombism. Um, but now Vegas is fun. But yeah, Denver's great, man. Ah, oh, I wish you were there. Yeah. But no, that, what I was saying, okay, while you were setting up, I realized, because I'm holding this microphone in my face, yeah. and, I, and I was just thinking how often, how many, my life, almost every night, pretty much every night in my life, I have a microphone in my face, mm-hmm. right, which is great. And I, told, and I remember when I was 16 years old, I was in a hip-hop group, <laughs> I swear to God, in Slidell, Louisiana, right? <laughs> Um, and, uh, and, 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 and to, and to my credit, it wasn't just four white dudes. Oh, I was the only white guy. Well, that's what I was picturing. Was white, four white guys. My white guy. I, I was the white guy. Then my buddy who's Filipino. Then my buddy who's Persian. Then we had a black guy. So we were like the, by today's standards, we were straight up woke as fuck. Yeah. You know? Just wow. PC hip hop. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. But, um, we didn't have turntables, uh, and we didn't have a microphone. We just like battle rapped each other and freestyled while high in the garage or my in my in my friend's garage or in his car or on my other friend's roof okay. or out and about so uh one day i get home my mom's purse is on the kitchen table and in her through she's just got like a wad like of cash sitting there and i remember thinking like i'll pay her back one day oh but i need to get we need to do this so i stole forty dollars Went to a radio shack, got my buddy drivers. We drove to a radio shack. I bought us a microphone so that we could be a real hip hop group with one microphone. But in my but in my head, it was just so we could practice. Yeah. So we could practice like you know rapping into a mic. But then like I, I, we had the microphone, but we didn't have an amp. It was just I didn't think that far ahead. Oops. Of anything to plug it into. Yeah. So then we just had this microphone with no amplification. No amplification. All right. No. And, and then. Um, I, I I got busted for stealing the the forty dollars from my mom, right? Uh, because I was on the phone talking about it. Oh, and she picked up the phone to tell me to get off the phone and go to sleep, and she heard me. Didn't know the forty bucks was gone. She didn't even realize it. Yeah, I mean, I mean this was like two weeks later because I was just ra- rambling about it. So of course I got grounded for that, and and then she made me do what was in her opinion forty hours worth of yard work. Oh. Which forty dollars worth of yard work, which I did, but I just had the microphone. It was a cheap old microphone, and she never took it away from me. And I just it was just in my bedroom. Years later, years later, when I started doing stand up, uh, I had moved back home because I dropped out of school 
And I was oh. just trying to figure my life out. I was going through shit in my bedroom. And I found that microphone that we never used because the hip hop group dissolved. Uh, you know, I, unfortunately, it dissolved mm-hmm. uh, before we ever had a live performance or recorded anything or actually even had a name. We didn't even have a name. I was going to ask. <laughs> no name. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> but early in those early that early year of uh, doing stand up, I would practice bits with that microphone. Right. So yeah. I ended up using it. As an actual, I ended up actually using it as a pra- Here's the thing about that microphone. It could have been an ice cream scoop. Yeah, it could have been. Really? It could have been, but it was a real mic. Yeah. That's why I'm a real comedian. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm practicing to a real microphone. Yeah. The thing about that microphone is I don't, I think it's still at my parents' house somewhere. I don't know. But that mic has never actually been used. See what I'm saying? It's never actually been plugged into anything. But it has done more for me than any other microphone because I, it was how I like honed yeah, yeah. the skills, the craft, you know, like, or just convinced myself that I could go hone the craft. So it hasn't done more. It was like it introduced me to this, or it helped me get into this world. And now many other microphones have done more for me. My point is, I just have an affinity for microphones, <laughs> and I now have one in my face. Do you remember the uh, Mister microphone? The one you talked into, and it would talk play back. No, no, no? It, was, it, it was a. It, it, you could have used this. With your hip hop buddy, shit. It was a. Uh, it would like. How did it? Oh, work? it had a beat. It had like a beat. No, no, no. It connected to your home tuner. Oh. You would set it to to a signal that wasn't used on your radio. Okay. So it would send a right radio signal right. to your tuner, and then you could play it off the home stereo. Dude, that would have we. Be... Tons of feedback if you didn't get it right. Yeah. Well, kind of had I known about that, stations. had I known about that, we could be doing this podcast at Madison Square Garden right now after a sold-out show and right. in a world, in a reality where you're a radio DJ yeah. slash, you know, music journalist. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Damn it. I um I listened back to when you were here last year, which was like this week, I think, last year. Yeah, it was year. like roughly yeah. a year ago. Yeah. So you're being consistent there. One of the <laughs> last things we talked about is you said... Netflix is trying to ruin comedy with all of the specials. <laughs> now we're a year later. Yeah. I just read this morning, 47 new specials, you're shaking your head, yes, are being yep. Uh, yep. posted on January 1st from all over the, all over yeah. the globe. Yeah. yeah. Has your opinion changed? I mean, it's... Are there 47 comedians around the world that deserve an hour special? Ask yourself that. A lot of those are half-hour specials, though. Um, and they shot a lot of them at JFL last year. Yeah. Swartzen, by the way, is one of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. who we've already mentioned. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think – do I think they're trying to ru- – I mean, the problem is is that it's kind of – the bubble's already burst. Like, it's not uh, – a, a special does nothing for you anymore. Like, or, or, or it's got to be a special that, like, gets specifically to your fans. It's, it's, it's disheartening because – in their mad scramble to sort of corner the market on stand-up, they have oversaturated it. Okay. It's 100% what Netflix has done. And I know – I personally know the people in like, – like, in, like the, the decision makers as far as stand-up is concerned. I know them personally. They're good people. Yeah. I don't think it was their – I think they were pressured from the – I don't know if Netflix is a publicly owned company. I don't know if it – but they were pressured from the higher-ups – to corner stand up, okay. I truly believe that. And this is our priority. Yeah, and like, you know, it it has and it hasn't. It has in the sense that like, it felt like at a, there was a time where if a comedian had a special out, 
it said to the viewer, whether they were a fan or not, hey, you should watch this. This person's good enough to do this. Now, there's just so many fucking specials out there that it, it's... It's removed. It, they shouldn't call them specials anymore. They yeah. should just call them hours. When one or of half your, hours. how do I say it, contemporaries? Yeah. Either maybe you find out or they tell you. Like yeah. You just you're, you're you're crossing paths at the cellar, and yeah. they're like, "Hey, did you? I got a." Or maybe somebody's like, "Hey, did you see that? Blah blah blah. Got a special." I mean, how do you react to that? It used to, oh, good for good for yeah, them. I, I, generally, these I'm, I'm, I've shaken off a lot of bitterness. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 not anyone. It's not their fault or anyone's fault that I don't have one. You know what I mean? Not even mine. I think it's like one of these um, right place, right time, right person seeing it. Like I, I, I I, I do have irons in the fire for a special. And I guarantee when I finally do release my first hour special, it will be worthy of your eyes and ears. Yeah. Like I am, you know, uh, it's just sometimes you I, I, I like the idea that they're opening up the market. So that people who normally couldn't get access to a special can. Yeah. And I like the idea that they're giving it to people from around the world, not just Americans, obviously, not just like your standard, you know. I don't I don't want to live in a world where comedy is all about the same nine comedians every year. I don't want that world. Right. Um we you know, I, I do think we don't want to go as far as where there I don't think there needs to be five hundred comedy specials a year, but hey, two hundred? 300? Sure. But, like, I, w- I just wish they were a little... Like, why does it need to be 47? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, but why not 27 or 30 even? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like they just over... And that's the problem is there's so many comedians. Everybody's pitching their clients as from the manager, agent standpoint. So, like, there's going to be 40% of that 47 special. It's going to be people who maybe aren't developed enough to have had specials. But... There's going to be a lot of them that are great yeah. and that will do – like there's a guy um, named Dave Marhij. Um, I hope I'm saying his last name right. Jesus Christ. Dave, if you're listening to this and I didn't say your last name right, I apologize. But uh, he's a he's a Muslim comic uh, from Canada, and I saw him warm up for his half-hour taping in, Montre- in Montreal mm-hmm. this past summer, and it was fucking awesome, you know? And like people like him, you know, like – they they would normally not get act. They'd probably have to wait in line a little bit longer just because they're more they're less unknown. But because there's this imperative, get out there and find people. Yeah. Thing with Netflix. Okay. Awesome. Like that's so it's a double sided mm-hmm. coin there. Like mm-hmm. I wish they weren't. I wish they would be a little more, you know, tight reined on how many they give away just to not saturate the market. But I do appreciate that they're looking for people now. Yeah. And I don't know where mine will end up. I don't know if it will end up on Netflix. I I, I don't know. Um, I know I don't want it to go to Comedy Central because I because I truly believe Comedy Central does not deserve specials right now because of how they've mishandled. Like they should step aside. And I'm seriously, like, you're not the first person that said make that. Here. Great, keep making TV shows. They make some pretty good shows. Yeah. Broad City's awesome. You know. Um, What's what's uh, I love corporate. I fucking love it. I think it's a great show. They they've obviously this, the the Daily Show, South Park, the the Key and Peels and sh- sh- Inside Amy Schumer's of the world. There'll be more of those again. Sure. Make TV shows, but they have fucking mishandled and and really fucked up specials for people. Yeah, and I don't think they should unless they completely change their platform. I don't think people should be sending their specials that way. Anyway, point being, who knows? <laughs> but. Uh, uh, 
it's a, it's a different world with with it's it, it's I think we're going through now what music went through twenty years ago, where like it got it gets to like look at our think of the nineties. Think about a band like Stone Temple Pilots, for mm-hmm. example. Stone Temple Pilots were huge. They blew up massive on the charts. Big, oh my God, you know, stadiums, rock stars forever. Scott Wallen, you know, dead now. And the band kind of dissolved way before he died. Yeah. But they had their they had their time, right? For sure. Versus a band like Guided by Voices, who was around roughly the same time, but in the nineties, you never no, you didn't hear about Guided by Voices. They didn't have they didn't have videos on TV. They didn't have, you know, barely any airplay. But they were able to get their music out there for the fans and just play consistently. And now, twenty years later, they're still together. Yeah, they're still touring. They're still making music, and they're still fucking good live. So it's like, I think you're getting you're going to get that with comedy now. Yeah, there's going to be if you're good at it, you're going to there'll be the I don't know when you stop there'll be the Pearl Jams. They're just, you know, that's like a John Mulaney or a Maria Bamford. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're just, pff, they're always going to make great shit. Yeah. And then they'll be like the guided by voices. Like, you got to slug it out and just stay good and you'll get your due at some point. Yeah. And then there'll be everything in between, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's, I think the days of the comedy superstar are done. I don't think there's going to be any more, or like, uh, as of, yeah, Kevin Hart will still help sell out arenas. Uh, Schumer, who I, I love and respect, I think she's, I think she, I, I'm, I, I don't have anything negative to say about Amy. I know some people have shit on her. I don't, I don't think, I don't, I, I don't agree with a lot of the shit she gets hell for, but yeah. like, she's not selling out arenas anymore, though. She's, she's, she's only doing theaters now. <laughs> but she's, you know, but she, Poor oh, thing. she's fine. She'll always be great. You know, um, but even like Aziz, he's not doing theaters or he's not doing stadium. I think he did one MSG. Even like Bill Burr, I mean, he just did MSG and he's fantastic. But like, I think that the days of like the monster arena selling comedian are done. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like venues and it's just going to keep. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it just, it just kind of. As means, a consumer, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it just means there's more of it and every. Artist has got to be more honest about who they are because you got to be. I think there was a time where you just kind of like everything was broad strokes, and now it's got to be detailed because you need to speak specifically to your audience now. It's not before where it was, or I don't know, because I think I came in at the tail end of it, but I feel like 20 years ago, I wasn't doing comedy yet, but. If you were funny, you just got put in this like, this is a funny comedian. And you got specials and you got TV shows yeah. and you got Sitcom. movies, sitcoms. And it was like, well, that's funny comedy. Now it's sort of like, I'm a funny comedian. And here I'll prove it. And you, you've you got to really be who you are so your audience can be like, okay, I agree with that person. Because if I didn't, there's 40 more options. Yeah, You know, so I guess there is a – with oversaturation does come positives. But – you know, let's talk about the other places you've the other uh, places you've gone in the last year to perform. Oh yeah, man. Um, I mean, this we th- talked a little bit before with uh, Lewis out in the uh, yeah yeah by the bar. I will uh, this like I fucking this year I've been to three continents and outside off of this one to perform. Wow! I went to Australia in March to do the Melbourne Comedy Festival and then did some shows in Sydney and Brisbane. Awesome! I it, it that. Awesome. Like, I went to Melbourne or Australia. Yeah, Melbourne. It's in Australia. I went there in 2011 for the same festival. Liked it. Thought it was a good time, but wasn't really blown away 
I just was like, whatever. Australia was fine. This time was completely fucking mind blown. Just the shows were so much better. The, all the comedians down there are great. It's it's it also I there was a time where I would say American comedians were the best comedians in the world. I wouldn't necessarily say that now. I would say that like Australia and the UK are like have stepped it up as far as like what I've seen anyway. Wow. Yeah, like there's I, I mean I, I still think Americans are great. You know, there's some great Americans, but there's also a lot of fucking. Ameri- there's so many American comedians, you're going to get the whole spectrum, you know? But Australia was awesome. Then, yeah, we were talking outside of the bar. I, I went to, in October, I was in Hong Kong. Then, to ch- which is interesting because, you know, they don't like being called China in Hong Kong. But they are going to be China again in like 30 years. Oh, is that how it's... They had a, they signed a treaty, I think, in 1998 where they had 50 years of autonomy. So they've got, as of, you know, it's 20 years later. So yeah, got, yeah. yeah, 30 more years. And then they officially, but China's starting to clamp down on Hong Kong. Because Hong Kong, like, then you go to mainland China, and I went to, I went to Chengdu, Hangzhou, Shanghai, Beijing. Um, and uh, mainland China's fucking weird, man. It's, 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 next time. You'd never been? I'd never been. And next time you talk to some, like, 25-year-old. Uh, you know, substance, substance, you know, fanatic who likes to go down wormholes and talk about, you know, shadow government and all this shit and talks about how we don't actually have freedom of speech. Interrupt them and say, go spend one week in China yeah. where you actually do not have freedom of speech. They do not. It's like, yeah, they don't they don't. Racism doesn't exist in China. Like, or, or, I mean, obviously it exists because they're all racist, but they don't. It's not. It's something you're not going to get called out for. You can say whatever you want in China, unless it has to do with the Chinese government. Okay, so yes, in China you can openly shout racial slurs, and no one will give a fuck. However, if you go, isn't it weird that the current president just changed the constitution of this country to become president for life? You might disappear. There's a chance you will be detained, and they don't have to notify anyone. You know what I mean? Like, it's a fucking scary place when you think about it like that. And so There's I, a certain movie that this is, remi- a documentary this is reminding me of. What? Uh, <laughs> is it uh, yeah. I Need to Kill? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. they, but see, but they, but when, in that documentary, they went to, they didn't go to mainland China. They stayed in Hong Kong, Macau, which is also like a, not, a, or just now becoming a Chinese province again. It was owned by the Portuguese forever. Oh, okay. And then Singapore, which is its own independent. But Singapore is crazy because you fly in and then giant red lettering on your uh, customs form, it says uh, drug trafficking is punishable by death. Because <sighs> it is. You know, yeah. it's crazy. Makes you think like, fuck, what did I pack in my suitcase? Yeah, I know. What's, what, what counts as drugs? I was going to say, what about my anti-anxiety? Fuck, right? yeah, yeah. Take, is that but... a barbiturate that I'm going to, can I take them all before yeah. you hang me? So I'm totally chill with it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crazy, man. But yeah, yeah, mainland China, it was a weird place, man. It was a, I, Shanghai was a beautiful city. Um, Beijing was probably, that was when I finally fe- felt the pollution. We were oh. like, oh, this is what the pollution's all about. Yeah, yeah. Um... And there were some wonderful people, but it's just fucking weird, man. You're hanging. And, like, I met— So a, did you get the warnings before? You know, you're like, okay, these are the things. You just, cannot You cannot openly talk about Tibet, Tiananmen Square, or Taiwan. Those yeah. are three—I mean, you can, but, like, definitely not on stage. They're like, just do not bring up either of those things. Um, 
And like you know, the government there, you know, they 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 do some fuck that we, you know, they they're doing some crazy shit. But it's also they're also learning English at a fast pace, and like they or you meet I met so many expats who were all over there to teach English okay which I'm like is that a fucking career what's your qualification because you do it it's like teaching pant wearing like I teach people how to put on pants because I've been doing it my whole life (laughs) it's the same it's like okay that's ridiculous but also I met like Russians who were teaching English oh you know it's like I teach English yes I, are you a comedian? I teach humor in England. You know, I look at me. I'm Mickey Mouse. <laughs> you know, I have, I have giant. I have. I wear a white glove because I have dirty mouse hand. You know, and you're like, okay. Wait, is, are there young Chinese kids speaking English with a Russian accent? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like, yeah, dude, they're fucking. They don't. It's. It's uh, a lot of the expat. The comedians I met were all pretty awesome. You meet some expats though, where you just want to. They're they're telling you why they love China, and you want to just interrupt them and go, just admit it. You have yellow fever. <laughs> just fucking admit it, because it's why they're there. Yeah, they're, they 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 can't stop. They they're there because they exclusively yeah. are only attracted to Asian women. Yeah, and and yellow fever is a coin a phrase I they coined, not me. Okay, but like they. Just you know, Bill, he's got an Asian fetish, dude. Exactly, yeah. and they'll and they get paid more money, and they live in China, and on and you get a Chinese visa. I have one now, where every fifty nine days it's for it's ten years, and every fifty nine days you have to leave the country for just an hour. Oh, so like every fifty nine days they'll go to Hong Kong or go somewhere else in the region for a day, and then come back, and you know that's it. Huh? That's it. It's very easy to make to get a Chinese visa, and then. Live in China for 10 years, making money and having sex with Asian women, and then justifying it with like, oh, life here is so much better. You don't have to deal with any of that PC culture. It's like, yeah, but also, I'm, I could say something that a Chinese national could hear me say and decide is me trying to rally up the fucking troops yeah. to create dissent and call a hotline. And next thing I know, I, I, worst case that could happen to me is as an American, they probably just put you on a plane and you're out of there. But or who knows? There's a dude named Wendell Brown, by the way. Look into this case. It's really fucked up. He's a football player from Detroit who a couple years ago got into a bar fight in China and is still in jail. It's been two years. Holy shit. Wendell Brown. It is a fucked up situation. That dude should not still be in fucking jail in China two years later. And it's look it up. Wendell Brown, everyone. You free him. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag free Wendell Brown. Mm-hmm. You uh, you said the club got shut down while you were there? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I was, I was telling you this outside. Like, the idea of improvisation is not allowed as a performer in China because they want everything to come in a script that they can vet and read and make sure you're not talking shit on the Chinese government. So the, the president was in Shanghai for a convention or a summit, so they just cracked down on everything. And one of those things was the comedy club where improvisation is possible. They shut that down. You were booked, ready to go. I was booked, ready to go, and they shut the club down. And then they shut down a bunch of gay bars because, you know, the improvisation that happens at a gay bar is clearly (laughs) no one plans to be gay. People just go and just start a riff, and next thing you know, it's like, whatever, buttholes and penises, let's get it. (laughs) Yes and buttholes. It's weird. Like, they shut down a comedy club, they crack down a lot of the comedy, and then they shut down a bunch of gay bars. Weird. It's really fucking weird, man. Yeah. And I, I like that. I don't. I didn't like that. I, it was a like Shanghai was a beautiful city, but I spent three days there, and I was being paid to be there. 
But I basically spent three days there just being like, I can't really enjoy this because it's fucking bizarre mm. being in a country where that can happen, where the government can just decide because the president's around, they can shut some shit down. Whereas here, like, fuck Trump. You could, you like, when Trump's in town, businesses could change the name of their business legally to the fuck Trump bakery yeah. for a day, and they, they won't do a goddamn thing. Like, for everything you criticize America about, and there's tons to criticize about, spending a week in mainland China made me appreciate at least the fact that you can openly express your opinion about the government, and the worst you're actually going to have to deal with is some online bullshit. Yeah. And, and maybe extreme cases... Uh, police intervention, but they're not going to just disappear you yeah. or shut your business down. You know, it's fuck. It was fucking weird, man. And people that are listening to this, are, yeah. I'm sure there's a there are some mm. because I've had everybody from I Need You to Kill on this podcast. Talking oh, about yeah. It. I need they're to curious. Did you watch it? I know the answer. I want to know. Did you watch it before you no. went on this trip? I didn't. That's what I was telling you. I didn't watch it before I went on a trip, even though. Chad and Tom and Pete are buddies of mine, and Lewis is a great, great man, buddy of mine as well. And I knew about it and wanted to see it. I just, just time yeah. got away, whatever. And it wasn't until I landed in Hong Kong, and then the guy named Jameson Gong picked me up at the airport, sat me down in the airport. That was fucking weird. That was just such a weird, like, hey, man, all right, good to see you. Welcome to Hong Kong. Sit down. It's such a strange, and then paid me, and then said the words. All right, just know, man, we're gonna have good shows this weekend. But listen to me, I need you to kill. And as soon as he said it, it was like this. It was like my head was a hallway, and all the doors flew open at once. <laughs> and you know, in yeah. every room, they were playing the, the documentary at full volume <laughs> with with Pete and Tom and and Chad doing the commentary. Yeah. Like it was like, "Oh my god, this is the guy. This is him. This is what that fucking movie's this named after." This is Jamie for the movie. Yeah. And he must have said it seriously in 4 days. He probably said it about 35 times. <laughs> and like like and like I said to him when he first said it, I was like, "Oh, you want me to kill?" Oh, okay. I thought I took a 16-hour flight to try out new shit. I <laughs> open thought mic. this was the world's most elaborate open mic scenario. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like <laughs> Yeah, he was a very cool dude. Showed me around, took me. It was kind of cool because I saw a lot more of Hong Kong than I probably would have. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a lazy, I'm a shit tourist. I get to a place, I find a neighborhood I like, I stay in that neighborhood, and I just kind of, I go drinking and hang out. But I don't, I never go do the touristy shit. Okay. But because of him, he was like, we're going to the top of the mountain. We're going to go to the, he took me to like, the. the he took me to, it's kind of funny. He was like, let's go to Chinatown. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Huh? We're in, he's like, no, there's a Chinatown in Hong Kong. Because Hong Kong, not technically part of China again. <laughs> I was like, that is so, but you're Chinese. It's like, yeah, I know, but. And he took me there and saw that, and that was wow, interesting. That's news to me. Yeah, and then he took me to, uh, you know, the Wan Chai neighborhood, which is soup, which is like they are kind of sketchy but yet awesome, you know, neighborhood. Okay. They've got this thing, dude. This is so fucking weird. It's called Servants. I think it's called Servants Day. I forgot the exact name for it, but basically there's all these live-in maids day. There are all these... You know, Hong Kong, there's a lot of money floating around. So there are all these maids that live in Hong Kong who are from, like, the Philippines or Indonesia who come to China, go to Hong Kong to make money being a maid, live in maids. They live in with these families. Yeah. Okay. And they send these money. They make a shit ton of money for – they send it back to the Philippines. So – but on Sundays, for, like, five hours, there's maids day where all the bars, uh, these maids go out because they get – it's like their time off. Oh, and they go get, they go to these bars, 
and there's all these drink specials and all this shit, but yeah. it's all these creepo fucking expats just hanging around. You know, fucking gooeying up on. Oh these, yeah, right. And but knowing the schedule, when right, showing but up. But, they, but there's also all these like fucking hammered twenty six year old Filipino or Indonesian girls is everywhere, and they're getting drinks bought for them. Yeah, yeah. And they're just partying, but then they got to go back to where they live that night to prepare dinner. Oh no. I know. No. So it's just really. I went with a couple of the guys, and it was like, you know, you're hearing about it. You're like, ah, oh, that's kind of funny. But then you see, and you're like, this is fucking creepy. This is fucking weird. They couldn't do them a favor and have it at, like to end the day, or just give them the whole goddamn or the day whole off. day. You give them a whole day, yeah. And they don't have to just get housed for five hours, yeah. And then you know, fucking probably bone. Some billionaire in the bathroom under the promise of when, uh, you know, when when my fam- when the family fires me, you'll hire me, right? Yeah. Like, sure. Well, you'll be my wife. I won't yeah, just exactly, hire you. I'll exactly. marry you. Or marry you. Yeah, it's just, oh, it's so creepy weird. But it was, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, he's, because, of, because of that, uh, but Jamie showed me a lot more of Hong Kong. Here's the craziest thing. All of the scaffolding in Hong Kong, and I've got pictures of this on my Instagram, bamboo. Whoa. Bamboo. I'm talking... Not skyscrapers, but, you know, like 20-floored buildings. Bamboo scaffolding. Holy shit. And it works. It's, like, proven to work better than steel. Or, wow. Or it's crazy. You see motherfuckers climbing through bamboo, and it's like, they don't seem afraid. Yeah, Sounds dude. terrifying. Bamboo, you know? Did you, uh, I know those guys, when they were over there uh, for that tour, they all came home with really cheap custom-made suits. Oh, I didn't get the custom, yeah. You didn't go out and do I something like it, that? But I... That you can do that, man. Yeah. But also, uh, there was this place I lived. The, the hotel I was staying at was right by, um, the, like a market, like a street market where you could just buy fish and oxtail. Or uh, uh, there was this one place I walked past every day that just had octopus tentacles, like hanging. <laughs> and every day I would walk past, and there would be you know six to eight of them. And then every day when I would head back to the hotel before the shows, it'd only be like three. Yeah. So I was like, man. So in that time, someone came and bought an octopus tentacle or two. Yeah. Just like throw out, throw or, or maybe the staff threw one on the fire and chopped up. For uh-huh. That is such a weird thing. We have to... free samples sitting out today. Yes. Help yourself. Oh, man. Um, Did you eat anything crazy that you uh, had never that, had before? That was the thing. Just actual Chinese food. Mind-blowing, dude. Chinese food is, I still, Asian might be my favorite cuisine. This is across the board. I love it all. But, like, having actual Chinese food in actual China where you have, like, the different – the Hunan style and the Szechuan. Szechuan. I'm going to fuck that up every time. Szechuan. Szechuan. Thank you. It's so different. You know, like, when I was in Hangzhou – the, the food's real spicy and fucking like, oh, it gets in there. And then in Shanghai, it's all like sweet and sesame-like. And then in Beijing up north, oh, it was wow. spicy again. And Hong Kong was all about dim sum. And having actual dim sum where it was invented was fucking great. They're just throwing it at you. Um, the place where eating was the most insane for me was Malaysia because that's all they do. That's like their national pastime is eating. And it's weird because they they're, they consider themselves a third world country. I'd say it's more second world. Okay. You know, I've been to like Cuba. That's a third world country. But like this was a little more. But like that all they do is eat, which fucks with your head because you're like us lazy Americans. We're all fat. But then you go to what's openly considered a third world country and they're just pounding food constantly. So you're like, wait, maybe we're all just fat. Maybe humans are just fat. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Food's too good. Food's too damn good, man. Yeah. <laughs> but the one thing, this is a little anecdote. Yeah. This, okay, 
personal space does not exist in China. Just doesn't exist. It's like why? Why would you? Why do you need personal space? That's just space because there's 1.4 billion people. Sure, they need to, and they figured it out, dude. Dude, I swear to God, I would be in a car or a cab, and where the driver would just suddenly turn right, and there's like another car right there, and somehow that car knows to also turn right, and like I'm talking some of the some of the the way some of these guys drove and girls too. You were like, how are people not laying on the horns right now? But then you look around and you see they're driving the same way. They're all doing it. It's like they've. It's like as a society, they they're hive minded when it comes to transportation. Same thing on the street. They're just, they're just like dodging each other and like walking. What you you you? I remember watching this group of women talking, right? And this this other girl was just beelining towards them on her on her phone. And I was like, oh, she's gonna walk right in this group. And it was like they were all communicating telepathically. The group just opened up and she walked through. <laughs> And it was just like, they just, but they've gotten so good at like, I guess, and they all ride scooters that yeah. are electric, so you cannot hear them. Oh. So you're just standing there, and then you just, oh, yes. one will just whip past sure. you. And like, but they are zipping past each other. I saw a fucking dude with an actual refrigerator, a re- fucking refrigerator strapped to his back on a scooter. I was like, that is, I was pissed off that I didn't snap a pic, but that's the other thing, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be... Snapping pics of people because to them there's like asshole. Yeah, stop it. Even though they come here with fucking selfie sticks, I think that's actually Japanese people. But um, I was in this bookstore in Beijing. I was at. I was in the bathroom. There was one urinal, one stall. Someone was in the stall taking a shit, definitely squatting because a lot of t- toilets are in the ground. Not well, everywhere, yeah, 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 yeah. but a lot of the places. So it's all squatting toilets, which I tried, and I. I need more proof that that's a better way to poop. Okay, I'm I'm actually really glad you brought this up. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. I watched the uh, Sklar Brothers documentary yeah. Poop Talk okay. about five six months ago. Yeah, yeah, I'm fascinated by now about the different ways, like how it yeah. sounds like a lot of people think that in the United States we're so antiquated with the freaking sitting on a toilet that we should be doing it with the Works water fine. or yeah. the hole in the ground or who knows what. So go on. Yeah, wait, that's also a weird thing when you when you squat and take a shit into the into the ground, and then you try and use the the bum gun. They call it in Malaysia. But oh, like, okay. You know, it's just it's just a hose that you just hose your. Sh- it's it it you make a mess. You're, it's not as <laughs> this is what I want to know. It's not as clean and quick and efficient as toilet paper at all, unless you've been doing it all your life, I guess. But like, I mean, I have a bidet on my toilet. You could buy a bidet. To right, get right. Poop. Yeah. Yep. I, I I think we're fine with pooping. Okay. I, I, I did the squatting thing. I I don't know. I, I need more proof that it's more efficient. Okay. Not just a fucking ploy by Squatty Potty, the company. Because everyone's got like, oh, I got a Squatty Potty. I'm like, I notice you don't use it. Oh. I notice it's in another part of your bedroom. You know, or not. For the record, I use mine. You do? Yeah, I do. I just don't. I don't know. I've used it before. And I'm like, I don't. I, 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 I poop fine. Maybe I just have superior... Uh, intestines to everyone. But point being, <laughs> someone was in the stall. So I'm I'm at the I'm at the urinal and when I use a urinal and I have since I was a teenager, I piss uh high school guidance counselor style. It's just hands on the hips. Okay. Alright. I do it and I do it for the sole purpose of now twenty something years later, it still makes me giggle just a little bit every time. <laughs> every time I saddle up to a urinal, unzip, whip it out, begin the flow, and then the hands go on the hips. I have a just a little moment of <laughs> just a little moment of joy that I share with myself only. So I'm there peeing that style. And then this old had to be in his seventies, old 
you know, Chinese man comes in the bathroom, obviously notices someone's in the stall, and then just stands right there, staring directly at my penis, right? <laughs> and now I'm going through a, a, a myriad of thoughts. I'm like, be open-minded about this. Don't yeah. freak out. Yeah, you yeah. don't. This might be an honor. This, <laughs> it, you know, it it might be an honor to have your Western conqueror's penis. You know, uh, judged by one of the elders. You that, should have bowed to him yeah. when you just, were done. Right. Thank you. I'm just being slowly. And then I'm like, you know, hey, oh, hey, do you don't know this guy's thing? He might be a fucking urinal cake aficionado. You know, only there's no urinal cake. There's no cake in that urinal. It was like an orphan's birthday party in there. You know? <laughs> and now I'm just like, okay. And then, I, then of course, slightly racist thoughts, of course. I'm like, don't make any sudden movements. This guy might fuck you up. You know, he's an old Chinese man. You don't know how many different t- styles of swan technique he knows. Right. Just don't. Just finish. Just So, like, I st- piss. And the moment I shake... He he go his hand goes into his pants right and I'm and I I don't know why but my first thought was oh great he's gonna pull out a dove I don't know why <laughs> my my brain went a to dove? a dove you know like that that stereotype that doesn't exist like you know old Chinese men they're bathroom magicians always whipping out doves right. they're squatting to take a poop they stand up there's a there's a rabbit in the toilet hey there's nothing in here <laughs> yes there is <laughs> but I don't know why when I saw his hand go in his pants I was like ah oh, here comes the dove but instead he just whips out his dong and then quickly just moves in front no. of me. Yes. No. Yes. So no. he was not at all watching me pee. He was watching for the moment I was done. The, the, the second I was done so he could squeeze in because if someone else had walked in while I was pissing and noticed that I was done before him, they'd have cut him in line and squeezed in. That is 100% how shit works over there. Like cutting, not a thing. It's simply the line was moving and you weren't paying attention. So in that millisecond, someone else saw, they jump in front of you, man. It is, at first, it's annoying, even frustrating, and in a situation like this, confusing, (laughs) to say the least. However, (laughs) by the end of my trip, I started to respect it. Uh Where it was like, nah, man, fucking survival of the fittest. You get to that goddamn- Get in and get out. Get in there. You get in line. You get your coffee before everyone else. You (laughs) take a piss before everyone else. You fucking get on that airplane. Get on that fucking bus. Get, you know, you just keep your fucking wits about you. Wow. <laughs> Which we don't do as Americans. We're so like, oh, excuse me. And it's like, how much time do we waste apologizing? Right. No, if, uh, if that would have been uh, here, that guy would have. I could have told security. Sure. But let's say yeah. let's say it's not that and he's not. Um, he's a white guy that comes into the bathroom waiting yeah. for the, ones, uh, the one urinal that you're using. Right. What happens here is that guy pulls out his phone, turns his back to you, pretends like he's looking at something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Isn't direct. Oh, oh, he's done. Washes his hand again. Like, oh, you just, oh, that's weird because I happen to have to pee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it was a crazy. (laughs) I saw you posted a picture. Um... It was two toilets next to each other. Yeah, 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 dude, that. And I just looked back. I saw that I was going through your Instagram, and yeah. I saw that I actually had commented on that one. Yeah, yeah. My, I'm proud of my comment. Yeah. It was uh, you said something about uh, the family, the urinal, family, or family, yeah, 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 yeah. And my uh, my comment was, uh, "Son, hold my hand." <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that was in the airport in Hang in Hong Kong. And two no door toilets in one stall. Yeah, in so, one and, stall. And, and and like a little one for the baby. Clearly, 
And it makes Oh, there was a stall around those two? Yeah, yeah. Together? That was in a stall. That was oh, in that's one stall. Even better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was in one stall. And like that's a hundred percent what it's for. Like, hey, son, you have to poop. I have to poop. Me too. It must happen a lot. Hmm. Father, son, unison poops for them to have a stall created specifically for that. Crazy. Or just people who like pooping together, maybe. Or just people who enjoy, hey, man, you know, a gay couple who's like, let's poop together. I don't know what. Brothers who are like, buddy, I could poop faster than you. Bullshit. (laughs) I know a place we can go see it. Best friends. I've beat you in everything. I came up with one. Not this. Not this. (laughs) You will not. (laughs) I will finally be the big brother for once. (laughs) And, you know, uh, it's crazy, dude. Oh, it's so great. Um, Where are we with time? We should probably wrap this up here. Sure, yeah. What uh, is there anything else we should be mentioning? I'm going to quickly look over my notes here so I don't get mad at myself for not bringing anything Do it. up. Look it up. Look. Um, let's see. I need to kill. So you don't have any plans for recording. Um, I mean, hopefully, hopefully the next time I see you um, and if and if we can stay consistent is it is a year yeah. within a year that uh, I th- I I. Were I a betting man, bringing up your Vegas yeah. trip earlier, I would put money on me recording a special and it being released before the next time I see you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, and then I see you like next week. It's well, like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> actually, uh, you're going to see me again uh, tomorrow night because I'm going to come on to the late show. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm not going to shoot. <laughs> you're not doing anything tonight? You never know. I might just film tonight <laughs> and fucking release it on YouTube tomorrow. Boom. <laughs> I was right. Just to get, just to make those odds, yeah, baby. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that. And I mean, just, you know, Instagram, check my website. I'm always, I'm touring constantly. So. Come see a show. Hey, okay, I got one. Come more. see a show. Yes, I like I said, I'm going to because I'm a fan. My wife's a fan. Thank you, Justin. We might Thank even uh, might even be bringing another couple with us. So. Please do. Yeah, and the late show, so maybe we hang a little bit. Yeah, I'm down. Hundred huh? percent. Yeah. yeah, I had. I don't have my kids this weekend, Sean. Oh, buddy. Yeah, this is a first. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, I want to bring this up. So. I was looking at some stuff to see if you had anything new posted on YouTube. I think there was something maybe from Australia that you did or something. Yeah, I did like a, yeah. I did like a late, uh, well, the equivalent of a late night spot. Sure. Very funny Australia. stuff. Yeah, it was good. Thanks. What I want to bring up is one that popped up from, uh, it was recorded here at Acme back in like, two. Th- I think it was posted like 2011. It was probably oh, like 2010. Like the first time I did the club. Do you remember what some of your, what you were I mean, I, I think I remember... God, I remember how I looked. I remember I had a shaven, bald face, yeah. long hair, and I yeah. was wearing like a like a, a warm up jacket, like a yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, yeah. And I, I, what was that? There was uh, you had some Tiger Woods material. Oh, Jesus Christ! Is yeah. this is this painful to bring this up to you? No, I just <laughs> I just remember that. I yeah. just I do remember that bit about like, come on, of course he's cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh huh. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It's just interesting to look back now, like. Between 2011 and 2018, where we are now, like, yeah. how did that? Okay, Tiger. Yeah, he kind of did fall from grace, and now oh, he's yeah. just recently getting a little more attention. People paid to watch him some pay per view thing a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm- and then the other thing that uh, that I watched, a little clip that you watched from 2011, was uh, you were talking about Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. You loved her music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I still, I still love that song. Yeah, yeah. And she's back. And she's she, huge now. Act, actress, mainstream yeah, actor, actor again. People yeah. Talking about this movie's yeah. gonna win awards, and my I, wife I, came home, told me she cried. And I, yeah, I, I've heard that movie's good. I always, I always liked Lady Gaga. Yeah. I was always like, I never got why people suddenly like. I still, I still love her 
fucking Super Bowl performance from like oh, yeah. two years ago, uh-huh. whenever it was. It was like that was a great that was a great performance. Yeah. I don't know why everyone anyone ever got weird about her. Yeah, she's gonna show up wearing a goddamn dress made out of fucking meat. What do you say? I don't like when you're an entertainer, especially on that level, why try to be fuck the status quo? You know, get out there. You're a goddamn pub you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. set examples for the youngsters looking up to you. Like open your mind up. You know, go go big. Let your imagination run free. Don't don't fit into a box. And if you do, make sure it's just because you're wearing a box as your gown to a to a <laughs> to a to an Oscars party or whatever. <laughs> Wear an actual box. You know. Final uh, question I have for you. So we were talking about uh, like the earlier we were talking about you know comedy and uh, yeah. popularity and whatnot. Sure. When we were younger, uh, the one of the biggest comedy specials around was uh, Eddie Murphy had a couple huge ones. Raw. Yeah. Delirious. Delirious. Delirious was first. Right? Yeah. yeah. Delirious. First, yeah. Watch the Raw. watch the first ten minutes of Delirious now. It's like whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah, whoa. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, you got away with that, huh? In I, 1986. I right? have it on. Uh, yeah. I, ha- I have it on cassette and on CD. I was wow. a huge fan of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. yeah. It doesn't stand up. It doesn't. It doesn't old. It doesn't old. It doesn't. Uh, it didn't age well. I just read a little uh, news about Eddie Murphy. What happened, Eddie Murphy? Did I miss something? Do you know how many children he has now? I'm gonna guess eight. N- uh, no, that would be low. Are you serious? Yeah. How many? Ten. Eddie Murphy? He just had his 10th child born earlier this week. Jeez. Ten! Same woman? No. Of course <laughs> <not>. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, he's that's... 57. His oldest is in the in, uh, late 20s, and he has a newborn. That's crazy because, like... Eddie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like they, Bro. He, that was, like, that was superstardom. Like that, we talk about superstardom. Like that, was, that dude got launched into the goddamn... Stratosphere, yeah. which is the biggest. I mean, I, don't, I, I, I was kind of too young during his heyday, but like, I remember after it and being mm-hmm. like, go, and going back and watching all that shit and being like, Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah, man, Eddie Murphy, ten kids, ten kids. Well, hey, to, to lucky number eleven, Eddie. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Dedicated to this one to you, Eddie. Yeah, and your uh, wife's uterus, Eddie, Eddie the sixth. <laughs> yeah. I imagine I, I would love it if they were all named Eddie, like George Foreman. All of his kids are named George. Eddie, that's Eddie. That's Edward. That's Ed. George Foreman just names everything after himself. His, his grill, his house. <laughs> That's George Foreman, the house. <laughs> thank you, Sean. All right, thank you, bud.